This is Aussie Mac Zone. We'll cover everything Apple, including Macs, iPhones, iPads, and more. All this from an Aussie perspective. Sit back, relax, and insert yourself into the zone. The Aussie Mac Zone. Hi everybody, welcome to show 224 Aussie Mac Zone. This week's sponsors, athwebhosting.com.au and aussietechradio.com. Now, our Aussie Apple ramblings start this week with Garth and his new toy. I'm very jealous. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know, Michael. I don't know how long I'll have this new toy. <laughs> it's, um, so yeah, got the HomePod on Friday as know when it, when it came out um initial thoughts fantastic love it um but i don't know if i can justify the price it's gonna have to go back i think it's gonna have to go back but um it does sound fantastic and everything you've you know all of the uh, you know what you know they've said on iMine, all the yeah all spot on um really isn't a very smart speaker like it's a completely different class to no that's right it's on you know google offerings it's yep. just not in that in that class and um and so it in terms of audio quality um it really is what it's what it's supposed to be which is a fantastic speaker um the way it reacts and you place it in different spots and you can hear it, it just, you know, always sounds good. And I know, like, even placing the monitors in my my room upstairs, you know, the studio monitors, you know, move from bit to the end and get it just right. The resistor put it anywhere, it sounds pretty good. Yeah. Um, but, you know, <laughs> I <didn't> just, <laughs> just the price, I, I just cannot justify the price. I'm not saying that, you know, but do I need a speaker of that value? Probably not. <laughs> <laughs> but so far it's done everything that they suggested it would, like the music quality and just by moving it around. Absolutely. And, yep. Yep. Absolutely. Um, interesting stuff, you know, with the musicologist, as they call it, or whatever they call it, you know. Yeah. <laughs> just being able to find out things about the band that you're listening to or whatever, you know, who who was playing guitar on that track and things like that that yeah. you don't really expect or, or need to. Yeah. Um, the stuff with messages, how it will read out your most recent message um, or read out your unread messages from iMessages, but my phone needs to be on the Wi-Fi network. As soon as my phone is off that Wi-Fi network, none of those extra things work like messaging, um, reminders, notes, even you know, adding a note, it'll it'll do that while my phone is on the Wi-Fi network. Yeah. Once it comes off, then none of that stuff will work. Um, so it's and then know, it, it's a decent way of doing the security and privacy. Yeah. Um, I'd much prefer something like you know recognizing different voices. Um, and basing it on that. I'm sure it'll and, come. You know, multiple users <laughs> and so forth. But, yeah, you know, for a lot of people, this is going to be perfect. And now, when you're not home, can the kids play music? Yep, absolutely. Yeah? Absolutely. 
um, and you can choose whether or not that music influences your own Apple Music suggestions. <laughs> um, <laughs> so that's just an option you can you can choose. So if it is in a public place or in a in a place where a lot of people are going to be using it, yeah. um, the good thing is you only need the one Apple Music. Like I I, I have a family account for Apple Music. Yeah. But even if I had just a solo account, like a, a single account, mm-hmm. um, I could have five or six of these HomePods and all of them could be using Apple Music, playing different stuff, um, all off that one account. And as I said, you get to then go in and choose whether or not music played on the HomePod influences your personal recommendations on Apple Music. And I haven't done that. I've just left it as is. So you know, <laughs> hopefully the kids won't troll me and... Yeah, a whole lot yeah. of crap on here, but you know, <laughs> you never know. <laughs> and so it's playing a song, and you just, you just say, "Hey, darling, who's the drummer?" Is that basically it? Yeah. Pretty much. So if I go, if I just uh, tap the top because it's just play pause. Well, let's turn that down. Now. While it's playing here, I don't know how much uh, bandwidth it's going to have because of yeah. <laughs> crap internet, as we have discussed many times before. <laughs> but we'll just try. Hey, Siri, who's the bass player? There you go. Yeah. Mark Sterner is the bass player on this song. Um, hey, Siri, play some music from the 80s. go. Who's this playing? Oh, I didn't say the magic word, did I? No. <laughs> hey, Siri, who's playing now? Um, and you can do things like, hey, Siri, turn the volume to 40%. Hey Siri, turn the volume to five percent. That's and pretty good. I'll just tap it to pause. Yeah. Um, so what it's supposed to do, it does well. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> there's lots and lots of stuff it's not supposed to do yet. <laughs> um, it is I a very smart speaker. It's just not a smart speaker. Yeah, that's what it is. Exactly. <laughs> that's exactly right. It's a smart speaker. Not a smart home assistant yes. with a speaker. Yeah. <laughs> um, but what I, you know, like I said in, in um, the video I put up on Audio Pizza, it's, they've absolutely nailed the hardware. They've made a fantastic device that they can upgrade through, you know, software updates. Yeah. So if yeah. they want to add more functionality, if they want to expand series control, you know, series realms on this device, they can. It's just a software update away. Mm. Um, it's totally up to you know it's up to Apple and their schedule and what they want to do with the product. For what it is at the moment, which is as a you know as I was saying before, it's really designed for someone who has Apple Music. Um, yeah. And I think last count we had it was about thirty million people who have Apple Music. So it's a limited market, I think, that they're targeting. But they have absolutely nailed it with targeting that particular market. Now whether that's going to make other, you know, a lot of the analysts happy or not is, is neither here nor there. Um, everyone will be pointing at how it's so 
you know, you can't even Bluetooth to it, you can't get Spotify on there other than through AirPlay. Uh, we don't even have AirPlay 2 yet. You know, we're still waiting for that. So yeah. I think yeah. totally, totally agree with all the criticism of it being locked down and whatever. But you know what? I don't think I don't think Apple cares because it's it's the product they want to um, and you know that's that is just what Apple does. Like <laughs> here's a product for Apple users, you know, yeah. someone who's already yeah. in the ecosystem. Um, and they've made it incredibly easy that, yeah, you don't have to worry about the placement of the speaker. You just drop it anywhere and it sounds freaking fantastic. <laughs> um, so they've, they've done exactly what they wanted to do with the product, I think. Mm -hmm. and, and things like um, people have talked about putting it in the middle of the room and then being able to, because we're used to looking at a set of speakers and hearing the sound and then walking on the other side of it and looking away but still hearing the sound perfectly. It's little things like that that make it unusual. Yeah. Just, yeah. The good thing is you can just drop it anywhere and sound, and it really does sound. And how long did it take to set up? <laughs> and I, I guess, sorry, the setup how, process? Yeah, how long um, did it? Super quick. So it's like the AirPods in a way. Yeah. Um, a little bit more involved than that, but the same sort of thing where I plug it in. Um, the fact that I had my iPhone near it was enough for me to get an alert on the iPhone saying, Oh, you know, you want to set up your HomePod? Yep. Okay. Well, what room is it in? Um, do you want to use Siri? Are you happy with location services? Cool. Done. Finished. Uh -huh. um, that was about it. Excellent. Um, you can go into the HomeKit app, or, you know, the Home app on your phone, yeah, yeah. and access various settings of the HomePod from there. Um, you know, what, what language you want to use, and you can add alarms from the HomeKit app as well. Yeah. Added into automation schedules and things like that. Um, I had voiceover on my phone, so it automatically put voiceover on on the AirPod, um, which you can just turn on with Siri anyway, turn off or on yeah. with Siri yeah. in any case. Um, all the settings, just Wi-Fi settings, everything like that. Didn't have to do any of it. It all just, well, you know, like, the, like Apple are doing <laughs> with lots of devices now, they're... Um, with a setup process, they've really, really sort of put a lot of work into that setup process. I yeah. think um, you get a new iPhone, both running iOS 11, and you know, do you want to transfer the settings? Yep. All right. <laughs> done. It's done. Yeah. Um, yeah. And that's what it was like with this as well. And but um, a lot quicker. Another comment I saw today regarding because it's got the a material cover on the power cord. Yes. Uh, um, and they're worried about you know animals chewing it, etc. That Apple will replace it for twenty nine dollars US, so that's about forty bucks Australian. So yep, which is yeah. probably what an adapter or a power cord would cost you anyway. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. Oh, that's good. That's good to know. Yep. So you know they've yeah. covered that. Someone asked, and they've come up with the answer. So <laughs> yeah, letting yeah, people know. Excellent. Well, I'm glad you've been enjoying it and taking the bullet for us. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's a pleasant bullet. <laughs> <laughs> the unpleasant bit will be the taking it back part. <laughs> yes, yes. <laughs> yeah. oh, your son can buy it for you. I, I thought that would have been fair. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> that sounds about right, doesn't it? Yeah. yeah. Excellent. Thank you for that review.
And you said there was one up on Audio Pizza as well. Is that right? Is that a... Yeah. I go through the whole process um, and just sort of give some thoughts and go through some of the settings and what you can do and what, you know, yeah. um, things like news and sports news and stuff like that you can do as well, yep. um, which is all pretty cool. So, yeah. Excellent. Well, I'll have to have a look at that too. Thank you. So we'll start with some challenges um, for Apple now, which is a purported iOS iBoot source code leaks, which is a potential security issue for iPhones. Mother re motherboard reported the leak late last week after what appeared to be source code for iBoot was posted publicly online. Apple issued a takedown notice on the posted code overnight, which likely confirms the code was indeed leaked although it was accessible for hours before being taken down. And I heard today it's probably accessible for a couple of weeks before it was taken down. And then Apple downplays iBoot source code leak, says updated iPhones are secure by design. So Apple has shot down the significance of an apparent source code leak for iPhone's iBoot bootloader, which loads the operating system. The original report flagged the source code leak as the biggest leak in history based on one researcher's description. But Apple has significantly downplayed any risks associated with the leak while seemingly confirming its authenticity. Now Apple has officially responded to a potential security risk with a statement shared by CNET. Old source code from three years ago appears to have been leaked, but by design the security of our products doesn't depend on the secrecy of our source code. There are many layers of hardware and software protections built into our products and we always encourage customers to update to the newest software releases to benefit from the latest protections, Apple said in a statement. Um, and the leaked source code was from iOS 9. So what do you think? <laughs> the biggest leak <laughs> in history. Downplay, I think. <laughs> uh, they must be breaking... You know, probably what they've said in there is, is all fairly accurate, you know. Yeah. Um, but the tone behind it, oh, yeah, it's all right. We don't care. It's okay. Don't yeah. it. They must be absolutely <laughs> spitting chips. Yeah. <laughs> Especially when they... I would imagine. Like, it was only just late last year where they were talking about, you know, don't leak any information to, to telling their staff, yeah. Oh, I know. And, and then they get this, which apparently had been out for quite a few weeks. Just no one had actually noticed it. Um, yeah. yeah. And even, even though it is iOS 9, you've got to imagine that some of that code is probably in iOS 11. You know, but... Um... Yeah, it, uh, <laughs> I don't know. It's... Is it just they've got too big that they can't keep control of the stuff anymore? I, I just don't get it. Yeah, well, it's it's got to be someone there or not there. And like they said, put on a USB well, stick yeah, and took yeah, it out. Yes, it's <laughs> going to be either someone there or someone not there. So. <laughs> <Sorry>. <laughs> well, someone who's still there or <laughs> there. They won't want to find out who it is, but... <laughs> well, the person won't want, want to no. be found out. Yeah. <laughs> So what about Apple releases updated build of Mac OS High Sierra 10.13.4 beta 2 to developers? Uh, they ceded to developers and today the company has issued an update to beta 2. 
the original beta was labelled 17E150F, but the newer version is 150G. It's unclear as to why Apple has pushed out an updated version, as there haven't been any reported major bugs in the release so far. And for those who are already on the beta, the update can be found at the Mac App Store. Um, but 10.13.4 brings new features such as messages in iCloud, uh, the new cloud wallpaper previously only on the Mac, uh, the iMac Pro, and it also introduces a similar warning that we had for iOS last year, which is 32-bit applications may not work in the future. Trying to get those uh, app people to update their apps, that's all. Yeah. Uh, I guess, luckily, I guess, we only see that once for each, um, each app. Yeah. And I have only seen it once. I think it's only the one app that I've actually seen that warning on. I was, you know, expecting to see it on all sorts of apps, but actually, ha actually hasn't come up that often. Okay. So. Good. That means you're keeping your machine up to date as well. <laughs> yes. <laughs> <laughs> um, now, just a reminder, this week we are brought, brought to you by athwebhosting.com.au with affordable and competitive plans, 99.95% uptime, domain registration, free setup, auto setup, instant activation, accepts PayPal as well as other cards, 250 scripts installed with one click, including Joomla and many more. And they use cPanel, which is the industry standard user-friendly feature-rich control panel, all from $5.95 per month when paid annually. And 24-7 ticket support and friendly help when needed and um, Glenn was on here last week just to show how friendly the help is. <laughs> <laughs> um, now, Apple Server. So, Michael, yeah, before yeah, we go, go for on, it. Yeah. I just wanted to say, where's Zahn tonight? Oh, sorry. Yes. <laughs> um, yeah, unfortunately, Zahn got crook late last week and had to have an operation and have his gallbladder out, so... He's being lazy and supposedly recuperating, but, you know. <laughs> Bloody slacker. Yeah, so I th that's what I thought, you know. <laughs> no, well, I hope he's getting well. I hope he's feeling better soon. Yeah. I know, I know he's getting better, but, um, yeah, he was so stressed. It's his first operation, and he was, like, freaking out, <laughs> climbing the walls. Oh, dear. <laughs> the poor little poor baby. baby. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, but he, he's getting better. It's all good. Thank you, but thank you for reminding me. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, Apple Server. So we've got changes coming to Apple Servers um, in in uh, spring US time. So macOS Server is changing to focus more on management of computers, devices, and storage on your network. As a result, some changes are coming in how Server works. A number of services will be depreciated and will be hidden on new installations of an updated macOS server coming in spring 2018. If you've already configured one of these services, you'll still be able to use it in the spring server update, and these depreciated services will be removed in a future release of macOS server. So those depending on them should consider alternatives, including hosted services. So what they're saying is things like the, little, the list I'll read out in a minute, um, all the security fixes that, because they're basically based on open source software, all the security fixes that, that come through Apple 
aren't actually keeping up with them with their software releases. So if you want to do use these products, which I'm sure there's not too many people use all of them, um, you'll be able to go open source. And they do list on their web page, they do list alternatives for each of the products. So mm. the depreciated services will be the calendar, contacts, DHCP, DNS, mail, messages, net install, VPN, web, and wiki. So, and yeah, not a lot of people use all of those or some of those. So I, I actually do. So yeah, but it's okay. mean it means loading um, like the Apache server. You can you can put an updated Apache server on your Mac now anyway. So it's just one of those things to keep. And it's a service, so not every Tom, Dick and Harry is going to do it. It's, you need an administrator oh. to do it, yeah. Yeah, most people won't be doing, you know, be completely irrelevant to most people, I would imagine. Yeah. Yeah. Um, now, I've got a funny one here for you. Um, there's a dating site, Match. It says, if you're a single guy, you may want to upgrade your phone. Nine to five reports, if you're if a single man and have an older iPhone, you might want to consider an upgrade. According to a survey of 5,000 Americans by dating site Match, women are 92% more likely than men to judge their date for having an older model of phone. <laughs> so, <laughs> I'm glad I bought my iPhone X. Um, <laughs> well, th this is why I'm still on a success. It doesn't really matter. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Business Insider also notes a number of other ways your phone could prove bad news on a date. Even having the phone around is a risk, with 58% saying they didn't want their date to place the phone on the table face up. 41% said it's rude when someone takes their phone to the bathroom or outside, perhaps because there's a chance they're gossiping to their friends about how terrible the date is going. And unsurprisingly, most consider it rude to use your phone during a date. But if you can get away with typing a quick reply, make sure you have audible clicks switched off, as 14% of singletons find it irritating. Oh, and think twice about getting your phone out at all if the screen is cracked, as the same percentage find that off-putting. So there you go. That was my favourite one of all of them, that one. <laughs> You think it was like you know you're being a frugal you're being frugal. It's a yeah. good sign, surely. Yeah, I'm saving up for the wedding and I'm already in trouble for it. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> yes. <laughs> um, now, last week's Australian Australian ABC show, the checkout, highlighted iTunes fraudsters. Now, in a segment of the show last week, they highlighted that over 500 million. Australian dollars have been scammed from unsuspecting Australians the first nine months of last year alone. The scammers say they are from the taxation office or Centrelink or other government agencies and say you have, you owe the agency, you know, you haven't paid your tax properly or whatever and you owe the taxation office, say, $200. And to save you time and hassle, you can go to any shop and get an iTunes gift card to that value. So you might get 450 cards or 200 or whatever. And then they ring the person back and get them to tell them the serial number, which the scammers then sell online anywhere in the world. So I'm trying to let people know. I think I, 
sorry. No, go for no, it. Yeah. I think we covered covered this a while back, didn't we? When yeah. when this was happening, it's just like unbelievable that people would fall for that. Unfortunately, there's, you know, look, we we have to be more aware. The more older people there are, yeah, I suppose so. It's, it's all it's part just of it. Like, you know? What? Well, <laughs> <laughs> like that's just last year. Over five hundred millions yeah. just in nine months. First nine months of last year. Wow. So, yeah. So yeah, yeah. Please, everybody, be boy. aware, and be aware for your family too. Like yeah, it's not that's affecting more the you. Point, isn't yeah. It? Yeah. Be aware for your family. Yes, yeah. that's just insane. Now, we're also brought to you this week by Aussie Tech Radio, www.aussietechradio.com, with our sister shows, Aussie Tech Security Podcast and the award-winning Aussie Tech Heads podcast, and our new show, the Aussie Tech Crypto, which is for newbies to crypto with an Aussie perspective. And it'll also have other podcasts from Australia that um, Glenn, anyone wants to put a podcast up there, please just email Glenn, and um, he'll get the, the up there, and you, people listen to it 24 hours a day, non-stop. It's just going around and around. It's excellent. Lots of different perspectives on different things. So, now here's an interesting one that hasn't affected me or most people, but it supposedly affected a lot of people. Um, the iPhone 10 forgets the phone part. So Apple is facing two hardware issues this week. The first is with iPhone 7 and an issue with the logic board, but more awkwardly, it's working out why its flagship smartphone forgets how to be a phone as the iPhone 10 touchscreen is interfering with receiving calls. Forbes' Gordon Kelly looks at the issue first reported by the Financial Times. Hundreds of owners have complained on Apple forums that their pocket supercomputer cannot accomplish the most basic task that even a $10 phone can manage, namely taking income and calls. The problem occurs because of a fault in affected iPhone 10 touchscreens, which means they don't turn on for up to 10 seconds after a call comes in. Stopping the user from answering Apple, uh, sorry, stopping the user from answering. Apple confirmed to F Financial Times that it is looking into these reports. Uh, expect a quick fix for the issue labeled in iOS 11.2.6 to appear, while it continues to get 11.3 stable. But uh, Apple haven't admitted it's a problem with the thing. It, it may be a problem, maybe a carrier problem that your phone doesn't actually receive the call. So, yeah, I don't know how um, they can prove it's the touchscreens. Well, whether or not they can fix it with the software update, I guess we'll find out, won't we? <laughs> <You know? laughs> yeah, so I, I'm not sure. Yeah, saying it's the touchscreens, I don't believe that's probably an accurate statement. Um, yeah. We have to wait and see, but yeah. Yeah. yeah, so how to view the battery percentage indicator on your iPhone 10? On all other iPhone models, you go to Battery and Settings app and toggle on Battery Percentage. So up the top, instead of showing you four bars or whatever, it shows you, you know, 96%. In order to see the exact amount of power left on the status bar, on the iPhone 10, however, the option no longer exists. It's because it's already built in. 
it's already activated. So on the iPhone 10, you just move your finger down from the top on the right-hand side, which gives you a control center. And just on that control center is the percentage of battery you've got left. So you can bring it down and just slide it down and slide it back up and just to see the percentage, or you can bring it down and leave the control center just there in front of you. Um, so it's that simple to know exactly the percentage you've got left. Now, do you know that you can share your Wi-Fi password with nearby devices, like when you're oh, setting up? Yeah. Gee, Michael, can I just say I love this feature. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> we made such good use of this when we we're on holidays. So yeah. Keep going. Tell everyone about it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So you can share your Wi-Fi by password. So no more do you have to try and type out long, complicated passwords on your iPhone. Now you can just ask someone already connected to the network to share their password with you over the air. No typing involved. As long as both devices are running iOS 11 uh, and also High Sierra is also supported. So unlock the already connected iDevice. On that device that needs to be connected, go to Settings, Wi-Fi, and select the same Wi-Fi network that the already connected device is on. And if all goes according to plan, a large prompt will appear on the connected phone asking to share Wi-Fi. The password on the unconnected phone will be filled in automatically after a brief delay and the device will instantly connect to the network. All that's left to do is pressing done on the prompt that's still up on the already connected device. Uh, there is a link in the show notes uh, with screenshots and it's that simple. It's really took me a lot longer to talk about it than it did to actually do it. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> um, now, yeah, it really works well that one. Yeah. Have you got any other little things my friend? Uh, no, no. No? No, you just can't wait to get back and enjoy your home port. I know. Well, you've still got it. <laughs> <laughs> um, I know, again, I know I have on about this, but please, 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 please back up. So I had a customer this week who was having to pay out between 800 and 2500 to get a backup, uh, to get back his two photo shoots because his hard drive had failed, as in not spinning failed. So on his iMac, he'd done the photo shoots hadn't backed them up oh. and um, yeah, his machine failed so and yeah the average cost to, to do that sort of from this position is eight hundred to two and a half thousand to assuming he gets it back and um, another one and this one's courtesy of our poor dilapidated Zahn um, Facebook tags you can now tag your friends in your status or posts just type at and then type the friend's name. For example, had lunch with at John Smith. And it's as simple as that. Just in case you didn't know. <laughs> huh. I don't know how new that is, but um, yeah, it's um, just comes yeah, through. I'm not through. too sure. I think, hmm, I don't know. <laughs> I don't do much tagging anyway. So just here we go. Well, that's, yeah, that's yeah. pretty much the story, isn't it? <laughs> Um, now, our show promotion, the show notes link uh, each week on, on the uploads, 
Don't forget Spotify, just search for Aussie Maxone. Uh, Apple News, Aussie Maxone. And I'd just like to say thank you, Garth, for doing such a great job again accompanying me tonight. No worries, Michael. Thank you. <laughs> and thank you to our listeners, our sponsors, this week being athwebhosting.com.au and Aussie Tech Radio and our supporters. Thank you. Thank you very much. And uh, Zan, get well soon, sir. Yes. <laughs> Thank you, everyone.